0: Get ready for Unriveted Radio on Super Talk 1270. Now, here's Travis Feist and Rob McCloud. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Unriveted, the Dakota Customs Original. I'm your host, Travis Feist, and with me, as always, is Rob McCloud. What's up, guys? What's going on?
1: I think uh, spring's kind of finally in the air.
0: Yes, I think. Knocked on wood. Yeah. I, I know was it last week they were talking about possibly another one of those stupid Colorado lows coming through, but I think we uh I think we ditched that. I think we're we're good. I,
1: I think they just got so used to forecasting those on a bi basis, they just had it scheduled. We're, we're gonna forecast a blizzard and they just <laughs> it's hardly as
0: I'm a firm believer, I think with our and I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this, but with our meteorologists out there, I think they can just say anything they want and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I, it's like they're kind of playing with our emotions. I think so too. I think it's on a personal level. Yeah. It's
1: like the last few winters were so dry. It's like finally they kind of got a
0: platform to have some fun. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate it at all, honestly. No, but I'm ready for this to be over. And yeah. I'm glad that, you know, the sun at least is kind of starting to peek out. The snow is starting to go away a little bit. And we, uh, we're starting to see nicer weather, I guess I should say. It's not yeah. the
1: best, but it's a and lot it better than what we've been getting. Kind of makes the feeling fully sink in when we're not looking at 14-foot snow drifts yeah. everywhere. So it's like, okay, this is for real. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, when you drive around, you can see everything's melting. So I'm, I'm in it. That's good Let's get it gone. Yeah. Bike season. We're, we're getting there. It's time to Might get it all. have
1: to trade in our one-tons for some half tons with all the potholes and Yeah. (laughs) Like it's bad. Yeah, we're finding that out too. Just yeah, it's like ridiculous. Drive the truck, you might as well just drive it straight to the chiropractor.
0: Yeah. So you know with that, um, we got nicer weather coming up. Hopefully. It's been it's been a lot of motorcycles out there on Mm -hmm. the road. Uh, last week we had Lonnie Birch from the Abate. He was here talking to us about the Abate courses and getting registered and stuff like that, and um, taking some of the classes, the different classes, and he was running us through all that, um, how it works and what Abate is all about, and um, even to become a member, you don't, you know, we talked about that too, that um, you don't even have to have a motorcycle to be a member, want to be a member, because it all goes to a great cause anyways. And I think with that, with talking and stuff, and even previously before with when we had our conversations uh, last year, even when we had Lonnie on our show too, that um, if people know me, um, I have a secret friend that I talk highly about. (laughs) And uh, her name is Janet Frost with the Abate, and um, we got to have her on our show today. And thanks, Janet, for surprising Absolutely. me and coming in <laughs> and saying hi. It's, Not just
1: having her on. It was a
0: full-on, like,
1: you didn't know she was going to no, be here, I, and now she's I, here.
0: Yeah, so it's great. And I don't get to see much of Surprise. you, Janet. Yeah, it's uh, it was an honor <laughs> to have you at our show and be able Thank to come you. in here. And if, if anybody knows um, Janet or with the Abate, like you are, like you're very involved with with the abate. You do a lot with the abate, um, and it's not only even the abate. Like we'll get in later on the show. Um, <clears throat> you help even with the Jack Daniels um, organization, or used when, to. There's, when, when there's when there's
2: promotional opportunities that is beneficial for both parties, Correct. and definitely within our community. Absolutely, I'm all on board for that, yep. and it's been. Uh, 24 we were trying to figure out 24 or 25 years of investigating new angles how to approach people how to get them uh involved with a bait and know that it's not just those goofy bikers that just decide to ride down the roads there's more to it right and that not even as you alluded to do you need to have a motorcycle to participate in a bait? I volunteered for a bait for probably five years and was a member for that and uh, those times and never had even been on what I would call a motorcycle. The closest I ever got was a mini bike, and my dad was so mad. I was grounded for a month. <laughs> so it was like, well, guess what, Dad? You yeah. know, when Mom and Dad passed away, um, I told told my family. I said, I know I'm supposed to do something really positive with this little bit of inheritance. Mm-hmm. So I'm buying myself a bike. There
0: you go, absolutely. <laughs> and every
2: time I got on it, I would smile and I'd look up to heaven and I'd because Mom and Dad passed away a mm-hmm. year of each other. And I look up to heaven and I smile and I said, "Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. Because you just made me the happiest I've ever been. Yeah, you and, know."
0: And they don't have to worry about nothing anymore either. Right. So it's a win-win. Yeah,
2: yeah you know. But remember, yes. uh, up in Minot, they what they call puppy dog Cooley, mm-hmm. and we would. Uh, some of our friends had the mini bikes and. I, I do not know anything but wide open. And so I'm going up and down <laughs> nice. those hills. And, yeah. of course, I'm a tomboy, so I have to show the boys in the neighborhood up. I, I can't, you know, take any slide from them. So, but... <laughs> yeah, my dad was right. He probably was smart and saved me many broken bones because I was not that responsible and probably felt like I had more to prove. And when you ever have that on, your chip on your shoulder like that, it's right. not the right reason to ride. No. So, you know, he was right. So thanks, Dad. But yeah. And I, and I
0: think like anything too, when we're younger, you know, it's, you brush it off, you're fearless. Yeah. You, you know, it's, you don't think about stuff, but as you get older and then you realize, you know, you know your recovery, it it seems to hurt more when you're older, <laughs> plus you're paying for your own churns. So, like, you got the cost for everything. So you start second-guessing stuff. So it's probably a blessing that you got your motorcycle now versus yeah. when you did when you were younger. Yeah. I yeah. think
1: the the age thing has a lot to do with it. I know I refer back to snowmobiling a lot because it kind of is in the same realm. But it's like before, it's like when we were, when we were coming back from the mountains, I wanted to – it didn't matter. I wanted to make – I wanted to be the best rider in the group at all costs at the end of the week, and now it's like – Man, my sled's in one piece. I'm not that banged up. That's a win. Yeah. Where when I was like 22 and 23, if I was the best rider that weekend, that was a win at all costs. Mm-hmm. And, well, sometimes I'd come back banged up or my sled was totaled. And so now it's
0: crazy what, you know, even. Isn't, it, isn't it weird, though? Like, I, and I feel the same way because I used to be at Avid's Automobiliar, oh, too. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. It's, and, it's I, like, and it's a big competition. It, it is. And I have. egos a lot. I have like one or two years on you and-ish. uh ish. And 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 the thing is, like I I can totally recall. I mean, I remember back and even when in my twenties, it's a lot different than your twenties. The sleds were even different, but yeah. I, it was the same thing too. When you went out there, you know, like hey, people are watching me, right? how, you gotta, how can I how can yeah. I put on the best show? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove myself. Yeah. And you go out there and you act like an idiot, but you're trying to make that statement. And no matter what cost the wrecks, I mean, I broke. I've got broken bones I've broke my nose've I've wrecked sleds everything's similar building yeah. but it was like so worth it because people had a story and they yeah. like, like they remember that thing and now when you go out there like you pick the people that you can have the greatest amount yep. of time yep. with yep. Yep. The, the trip takes longer because you're you, you know now you just go out it's more of the trip it's, yeah it's not where before we would drive all night as fast as we could to get out there now it's like when I before I gave it up like it didn't matter. We left whenever we wanted to. Yep. We took our time getting out there. We stopped. If we were hungry, like, it just, the whole atmosphere changed. Yeah, it does. It did. And then when we went out there, it was like, it was like leisure riding. I mean, we still rode, but nothing crazy. Right. And then we'd get back to the cabin. It's, we felt better. Oh, and yeah. You can still. Yeah, it's like.
2: You still had your stories. Oh, but the stories and were yeah, different. But yeah, they were, but they're
0: still. Yeah, because now when you sit back, instead of talking about wrecking your sled, it's going to be like, hey, do you remember when we were doing this and it was something yeah. funny or a joke? But the stories are different, but it's crazy how it, it changes. Just the same snowmobiling, but completely two different parts of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like the first six years I started snowmobiling, I, I totaled four sleds. My last six years, I haven't totaled a single sled. So it's like, yeah, that age, it's like, and also, yeah, the attitude on what kind of fun you're having, it it, it changes. It's like, um, it's, yeah, it's just, you
2: yeah, you don't, you uh, don't have anything. You're not set out to it, prove exactly. something. Exactly, right, yeah. It makes a whole world yeah, of difference. Yeah. Uh, it makes a difference on, like, for your snowmobiling, also your riding ability, because if you're just riding to go out and prove something you're missing the mm-hmm. point right. completely right. and that's really what happens with that maturity level like you guys are talking about it and and i was too you know run and gun let's go yeah. mm-hmm. and let's let's be as devious as we can <laughs> yeah and now it's more like hey man this is cool did you look yeah, at that you... did you see this yeah. i mean now your eyes are you open to the scenery. Appreciate around it from like a,
1: on a oh, simpler yeah. basis.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's yep. and, it's and I awesome. Think, and I think so. You know, motorcycles the same way. Too. Oh yeah. And, and like I said, even when we were younger, it was like you you just asked around if there's an empty spot. Can I go with? I mean, it was about just going and riding in the mountains. Now it's like when you want to go, or back then before I gave it up, it was, hey, let's ask this guy and this guy and this guy. They weren't the best riders, but they were the the funniest guys to hang out with that, you know, you, and more likely camaraderie. Yeah, it wasn't, they were probably by far not the best (laughs) riders at all, but they were the best company. So those are the guys that you grab and throw in the truck and make that. And and Brian motorcycles the same way too. Like before it was just like anybody that wanted to ride, you just, Hey, can I ride with just to be a part of it? But now it's like, you pick your group, you pick the people you want to hang with that are kind of on the same mind state as you that, you know, you can leisure it.
2: The same thing with group rides. You know, how many times have y'all been on a ride and all of a sudden you realize that the people that are in your buffer zone do not have the skill sets to ride in a group? Right. The best thing you can do is get out of that situation, go to the back of the pack, and just enjoy the ride. I mean, I was on a... I was on a ride a number of years ago, and we were on interstate. And the worst thing you can do on the interstate is go 45, 55. Hmm. Oh, now we're 70. Hmm. Now we're back to 55. you got these semis barreling down on you. What they do don't you, like to slow they down. Don't, well, and they can't judge no, what yeah, that they can't, is. Nor can you know, they slow down very easily. Right. Yeah. And then it was like, I'm I'm like absolutely hollering at these <laughs> guys around me. Dude, Seriously. This semi is on our tails. No. We can't ride like this. So Frosty and I actually, I just looked at Frosty and I said, ah, I'm out. And we pulled off onto an off ramp. And when we got into where the stop was, the first thing I did is I went up to those four guys and I said, what were you thinking? <laughs> Are you serious? You got more people to think about than yourselves on this run because Mm -hmm. you go down it's a domino oh yeah and i don't know about you but i'm not gonna play with trucks no they you know i did that when i was a kid i had a blast i had the best sandbox i had every darn truck in the sun under the sun but you know not now not live not like you said and it hurts more yeah it does you know it's it's mindful of your surroundings and realizing that you're not the only cat on a bike anymore Mm. and everything you do has a trickle down has a responsibility effect and if we could just get that out and some of our even as we'll say mature riders yeah some of them are still numbskulls they don't get it yet (laughs) you know so it takes a little while for some people to uh get it but once they do they it's like dang, you know what? I really enjoyed that ride. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed um, being able to hang out with a whole group and knowing everybody had skill sets that were able to ride and that it was not going to end up in an unfortunate situation. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just crazy. Yeah,
1: they can get dangerous real quick, even just in like the lightest of situations. Um, You just, you got to treat Everything with a lot of weight when you're on two wheels. Absolutely.
2: Um, it's it, And know, you know your bearings. I right. mean, if you yeah. want to ride side by side because it is cool, it looks like ballet going down mm-hmm. the highway. We've all seen it. And we've seen the brothers that, and sisters, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to leave us out, yep. but that do know how to ride. And they do know, and they have spent many hours riding together so they know their bearings. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, and you're in this fine little orchestrated ballet, get the heck out right. because that person could clip you with one peg, with one handle, and that's gonna send you. And there's no recovery from a contact like that. The recovery is something's gonna get scratched up. Mm-hmm. And we know we value our chrome more than our skin.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so
2: and, it, you know.
0: and the thing that even on that too, just to add, it's, it's not only just that part of it, but something could fall off their bike. Yeah. I know a couple years ago, I was involved in a situation, not personally, but, um, in a domino effect, I got involved that there was a family run and it was a, for a benefit. And there was probably, I think like 20 people that were involved in this and one of the riders up front, it wasn't, I don't know if it was a very front one, but this person was towards the front and their bag fell off oh, on the interstate yep. and it ended up taking out four other riders because when that one swerved, the other one swerved for the biker and it was a domino effect and four yes. people ended up getting hurt on the deal. Yep. And so again, it's, it's just not only that, but you got to have enough cushion or mm-hmm. enough space that if something would happen like that, that. You can Your, react your stagger and, yeah, ride gives
2: you that buffer. And, mm-hmm. you, and, you know, we can never preach it enough, T-Clock. Mm-hmm. You check your bike out yeah, before you exactly. ride for crying out loud. You know, it, it, I think some of us that have been around the block once or twice realize the importance of that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because we grew up with shovels. <laughs> you know, shovels would vibrate the heck out of anything. They yeah. were awesome. Loosen
1: everything up, yeah. But,
2: I mean, I was on the bike uh, behind Dale Frosty that one time. And next thing you know, I'm looking and his mirror is just wobbling. And so I'm tapping him because I was passenger at that point, And... He's like, oh, so he just reaches over, unscrews the mirror, hands it back to me, (laughs) and I'm holding on to this dang mirror until we can get to a stop. But what if, I mean, just that little mirror falling off, which I don't know anybody that hasn't had something fall off a shovel along the line, (laughs) you know. Now the new bikes and how they're built and their precision – it still needs to be yeah, checked out.
0: It, it still can happen, and you know, and even at a bike shop like us, and and I don't know if it's more because I ride bike or because of the shop, the aspect of the mechanics of it. But you'd be surprised how many bikes come in the shop, and it's right away. It's like a it's like a bad habit for me. The first thing I do is I check the tire. Like yeah. I oh, and you'd be surprised. Nine out of ten times, low on air pressure. Low on air pressure, and you, and then you fill it, and you tell them you're like, "Well, can't you tell it's wearing funny? You ever check your air pressure?" And everyone, you get that weird like, "Oh, they yeah, never, high never." And they get on and ride, and it's like, yeah. man, you should always just and you can tell if it's wearing funny or something. Always check your air pressure, but. Check your pressure,
2: check your tread depth. I mean, you know when that, when you've seen it. I mean, we're not running slicks like a doggone race car. Right. I mean, please look at your tires. There was a a couple of people that posted last year that went down to Sturgis and they posted a photo um, of their tire, their rear tire. You know, I was all over that stuff because that tire was like a slick. It was like, are you kidding me? And you rode what they weren't from this area, they rode probably seven hundred miles on that. I mean, you could see the thread in there. Jeez. It was ridiculous.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's scary.
2: It's that's the only thing keeping you up.
1: Yeah. You better yeah.
2: better pay attention. It's so yeah. funny,
1: me and my buddy were talking um just recently, and he has a brand new twenty three um low rider, and so he's got brand new tires front and rear. I was like, honestly, Ethan you should be the only guy out riding right now because you got a brand-new tire up front and a brand-new tire in the rear. And with with the way these roads are, you should oh. be you should be the only person that should think about riding because everyone else, you know, it's like, if you're not on a brand-new bike, you don't have brand-new tires, you know?
2: You're so, not looking at your tires either because you're yeah. so eager and I'm so yeah. excited. I can't yeah. wait. I fine. got the ice off the driveway. Yeah. I can get out of the garage. And, uh, no, that no. bike has been sitting there. You know, it'd be like you, you know, taking a six month nap and thinking you're going to go be oh, a yeah. rock star at yeah. a concert. You ain't going to do it. Yeah. It's not going to happen.
0: Well, if you do it, ain't going to look pretty. That's right. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to yeah. dance
2: like uh, Julia yeah. D- uh, Dreyfus on yeah. the TV on Seinfeld when oh, she danced awkward that yeah. one time. That would be you. Oh God, I please do it, Travis. That's why well, that would be funny. If
0: people, that's why I don't run. <laughs> oh yeah it's not a good scene at all <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah at least I, you got a good reason not to run yeah, yeah that is a good reason not to run and and you know and, and i get it too because i mean we, we're all getting cabin fever i mean it's this winter's been ridiculous it's it's, it's so yeah. long and and i get it i i mean i do i i'm in your shoes i feel you i know you want to get out i know you want to ride we're itching trust me i i see my bike sitting there too and it's hard for me to not jump on it and go, but it's it's like you just, if you are, take the precautions, be smart, do a double check on your bike, check everything, just it's a once-over, and it may take a few minutes, but it could save you thousands of dollars and, or, yeah. or, you know, And even hurt.
1: if you do plan on taking your bike out and you've been driving around the town and the city um, as of recently, there's definitely... Good roads to ride on, there's definitely roads that you should not be riding your bike on Absolutely. right now. Um for once for one road, river road. Do not take your bike down that road oh, right I've now. It's so terrible. Um yeah. between all the water and all the snow melting draining down it and with how beat up it got from the winter. Um but yeah, just just take a second thought on you know, even just it's as simple as riding around the town, just plan it plan your trip a little bit. 'Cause yeah. there's there's some roads you you could easily um you know
2: you could drop a front end yeah, in some bend of those potholes. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah and then there You're was gonna, there goes the um, wheel. Yeah. So Tuesday night that yeah, I went out and rode and um we we're coming down 9th street and uh looks like they were doing the city was doing some uh they were filling in some potholes but the there was a pile of what they're using that they yep. just left and i if i wasn't a look if i wasn't looking i would have i probably would have jackknifed my bike into it
2: yeah. so
1: like just you should always be extremely aware when you're riding but right now 100% hunt. 110% eyes on what is in front of you
2: you are ultra yeah ultra perceptive yeah. right now uh the other thing that i would like to throw in there is that you know daylight riding right now is your best bet yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the fact that we know that people are not used to seeing motorcycles on the roads yet. Um, and even uh, with that, we're our footprint is smaller. So it's not necessarily uh, an issue that they're not paying attention. It's just that we're not used to being on. They're not yeah. used to having us. And there. they're not
1: used to looking for us. They're
2: not looking for us. And then on top of it, with the roads the way they are, That will change. The road temperature changes everything for you. Mm -hmm. So you can go out at noon and enjoy a great afternoon ride, but please get in and park it because of two factors, the road temperature as well as um, visuality through uh, people being able to see you when it comes to dusk. Mm -hmm. The other part of that is for you being able to see those potential road hazards. Oh, yeah. Because – they're just, they're there, mm-hmm. and they haven't had a chance to clean the roads up yet. Which how could they? Right. We've had it's, snow like had crazy. Time, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not anybody's fault. It's us. It's up to us then to be ultra cautious mm-hmm. and be prepared. Yeah, be responsible.
1: Yeah, we're we're making the decision
0: to go out and ride. Well, all that weight, it, it's on us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: So, you know, we've been. We've been super busy at the shop. We've there's days it's probably overwhelming, but it I mean, there we are busy. We have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moving parts, a lot of projects. Um the days are flying by and you know, not very often can we just get to step away and kind of just take a breather and come over and be able to visit and yeah. just just talk you know it doesn't have to be about something specific but just you know just reminisce and and visit about stuff to just kind of take a breather from what we got going on at the shop and with that kind of like i was going to bring up so you have your Monokan run coming up here in about two months June May, June. Yeah. yeah,
2: second weekend in June. Yeah. It's our 48th year of doing the Minocan Grove Rally. Wow, 48? And I know.
0: Oh, wow. Good, great. I could tell you yeah. I've been oh. there at
2: every one of them. Oh. Um, but that would date me and I'm I you know I'm not 48, <laughs> right? <laughs> not <laughs> full of it. Not even close. <laughs> but uh yeah, the 48th Annual Minocan Grove Rally is June 9, 10, 11. And uh, it's, it's just that old home week. Uh, it started out actually as a celebration party from when we were able to successfully uh, enforce positive legislation and, for motorcyclists. So it was kind of like, yeah, man, we did something. There's grassroots movements everywhere in the world. But when the bikers can get together and unite, we really have a strong voice. And Mm -hmm. we've got all kinds of walks of life that is represented. I mean, riding motorcycle is the best release. It's so much fun. Yes. So, you know, it started as a celebration. It stayed a celebration. It's a a gathering of brotherhood and sisterhood and friends that probably you see once a year. Mm -hmm. And it's Kind of like seeing you today. I haven't been able to see you, Trav. Right. You know, and it's like, hey, buddy, yeah. how you doing? <laughs> it's the same type of feeling. You just get that warm, fuzzy. And yeah. it's it's just kind of cool because then you kick back and you actually do, as you referred to, take the time to sit down and say, hey, brother, how's it going? Mm-hmm. You know, and what's what's been new with you? And, you know, what great rides are you going on? And, you know, you get... To have those conversations that unfortunately it seems like all of our lives are so busy, mm-hmm. we're just on a fast, fast merry-go-round. And sometimes we just got to put that foot down and take that breather, like you said, and actually have a conversation. And are you solving the world's problems? Maybe not, but you know what? It's fun to try. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It- so.
0: And it feels good to be able to, you know, just put everything else on pause. Even, even you know, I get a kick out of coming over and doing the podcast for several reasons, but it, it kind of breaks up my day and it gets me in a different mindset. And it, it kind and of it's, feel
1: refreshed after it, after of, it right? It, it does, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: you know, and, and I think even with that whole Minocan Grove thing too, it's the same thing that you can leave – and and leave town, leave leave everything, drive. What is Mon- ten? What is monocan Thirteen miles. Thirteen east. miles. Yeah. Yep. Thirteen miles and get to chill out all weekend and hang visit and just take in some entertainment. And you're close from home. Well, some of us, I mean, if you're yeah. locally, you're you know, you're close from home. So you don't have to travel hours to do this or but it's where a lot of people get together you like you say you see once in a, a year yeah. and you get to visit and and everything else and it is good to i've been to a few of them yeah. I, I get it it's, it is you you get to see a lot of people that you know you might see a couple at the bike shows or a bike run or something like that but it seems like at the grove you get to see a lot i mean that's where a lot of them come together and you can well, see them at once and you
2: have that time yeah you have that time to sit on the picnic table or sit on the uh, truck tailgate mm-hmm. and shoot the breeze. And uh, hopefully the weather is nice. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't matter. We've we've sat out there when it was pouring down rain as well and still had a really great time. In fact, we built moats around the uh, campfires. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. And we were all looking at things of how to craft a boat. Like we were back in the kid days, you know. <laughs> you'd take and make a boat going to float down the uh. river, you know. But... <laughs> You just make do with what you got, yep. and it is just so chill mm-hmm. and a lot of fun. Um, good music. this year we have frantic anarchy and uh, fully loaded playing. Oh nice. yeah, and so I'm looking forward to those guys having coming out and having fun. And of course, the uh, biker rodeo games, that's always fun to watch. Yep. There are some that are uh, make you just crack up and others, it's a standing challenge. I think if we didn't do the doorknob race, we would have several people not happy because it is like a trophy going back and forth, back and forth, through over the years. There, yeah. it's very competitive. That doorknob race, they just—it's <laughs> fun and it's fun to watch that because it's all in good spirit. And you know, it gives you an opportunity, like like we said, just decompress, mm-hmm. do what you please. You're not being judged. It's like, hey, man, right. it's all an adult party and whatever. Right. You know.
0: And you don't have to be an abate member to be out there. You don't have to. Yeah, have you a, do. Well, oh, that's right. Yeah. That, that one is. Yeah. yeah, we did. Because
2: yeah. because if it's not a private party, it all kinds of legalities come into play. Mm. So uh, we had tried the open gate uh, for a couple of years. And honestly, there wasn't that many people. That uh, were coming in that weren't members, and uh, unfortunately, those that were. Oh man, I had to babysit them little twerps because <laughs> <laughs> you know they they don't they don't have the same uh, respect level, right. and that's one thing that's that's so cool is that you know darn well you can you can put a diamond ring in your tent, and it'll be there come Sunday because mm-hmm. nobody's going to mess with it. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get some of these folks that uh, come in that don't understand that, you know, they, they, they are not welcome. <laughs> right?
0: Cause I'd have to, I think the first year I came out there, I wonder, cause I'm, I'm almost positive. That I don't think you were a member out there. Probably think, not. That yeah. One. Cause yeah. I think the first time, cause yeah. if I recall some of the people I was hanging with out there, I was pretty sure it was not an abate member, but I think the first, Couple of years after that, when I was out there, I think yeah that that was yeah. a that was a big thing out there. And but,
2: actually, our members asked us to close it back, yeah, uh, to members only, because then they knew, for the most part, they might not know you, but they know you get the culture. Right. They know that you understand that there's a respect level. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's still it's thirty five dollars for the weekend. Right. Well. What the world, you bring in your own beverages, you can bring in your own food, or if you don't want to, we have full service bar, we have food vendors, we have product vendors. I mean, pretty much anything you want, you can do. Mm -hmm. So for $35 for the weekend, that's pretty inexpensive entertainment, especially when you know... You're going to be hanging out with some of the coolest folks in in this tri state area. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, an abate membership is $25 a year. Right. So, you know, with that, you get a monthly newsletter that comes out um, and very informative as far as what's going on in the uh, motorcycle rights and safety world, as well as the calendar of events. Um, you kind of get familiar with some of the organizations and clubs in our community. So you feel a little bit more comfortable going and attending some of their rides and some of their events. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, $25 for 12 publications. uh, Plus, anywhere you go in the nation, you show them your abate card, you get in as an abate member. So a lot of people like to go down to Iowa for the big rally over oh, the fourth. Sure, yeah. You have to. And you have to be an abate member, SMRO, which is State Motorcycle Rights Organization. So, you know, North Dakota, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. You get in as if you were one of theirs. So that's the way the abates work across the nation. We're all independent, but we all work together. And... Uh, so it's, it's $25 is nothing for right. you to do that. Plus, it ensures where we're at with uh, legislation, because we watch a lot on legislation, uh, motorcycle rights, motorcycle safety, and we try to keep our members very informed on what is happening. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it really is pocket change.
0: Mm-hmm. And I remember, too, I think quite a few years ago, uh, correct me, it's... Oof. My brain, but, anyways, weren't they trying to pass something without exhaust? I remember quite a few years ago, and I know like a bait stepped up, yes. and we did a petition, and you guys, um, like we are legislate stoked. and yeah. fought it and stood up yeah. for us. So, again, for that 25 bucks for you guys yeah. to do something like that, and even to,
2: your seat height handlebar bar, yep, the, height, that was
0: another one. The um, helmet law, I the think helmet, too. the yeah.
2: uh, uh, EPA came down and said, oh, motorcycles, they're terrible. They make too much noise. Well, you know, we challenged that, Mm -hmm. and we won.
0: Because
2: you cannot, with ambient noise, a a motorcycle out on the street running, with ambient noise, you cannot get an accurate reading. So that was the basis on what we went to court and and won. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, because... There was no way to control the environment. So, you know, we, we still have issues. We've mm-hmm. got a huge one that's coming down, and that's on federal government. You guys have seen that they're basically wanting to do away with uh, internal combustion engines and uh, motorcycles. Guess what they run? They run fuel. Yeah. They don't want us. And that is a major fight right now. Um, it is happening in Europe. Europe is already banned um, when you can ride your motorcycle. What really? days? What times? They, yeah, in different parts of Europe. And it's it's people go. Well, that's Europe. Well, historically, <laughs> what happens in Europe only takes a couple of years to get to the U.S. Right. And then people say, well, it won't happen here. I got one word, and that's California. Look yeah. what's going on in California. Newsom's already banned all the small engines. Minnesota is joining that fight. If you don't think it's coming, it's next door. Yeah. So now it's like, all right. We know what the overall agenda is basically overall agendas do away with motorcycles one there's less crashes there's less injury claims there's less insurance issues there's there's uh, so the people look at that and they go oh we're gonna save you well I don't need saving thank you yeah I, I'm responsible
0: right. If you want to uh, save me, let me ride my bike. Yeah, please. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, you know, it's it's right now with the way uh, proposed legislation is and the climate um, is setting us up um, to have all EV motorcycles with by 2035. I don't know about you, but remember, I'm still a young kid. So I plan on living. Yeah. And... You know, I'll be retired, so at that point I wanna yeah, ride.
0: Even more. Even yeah. more yeah. yeah.
2: I'm not working seven days a week. So oh. what the world? I wanna yeah. ride.
0: Yeah. Keep deal working though. Yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> but so that's the big that's the big wow. issue we have right now, um, that we are fighting and it's it's a matter now of what do we do with that? Are our motorcycles gonna be grandfathered in? The ones that we have currently. And if not, what happens to all of our beautiful machines? Good Lord, you know. Remember the uh, 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 Cash for Clunkers program? Mm-hmm. That was a prelude to what this is. That was a test the waters prelude to what is happening now. And uh, with that, then, okay, are are our motorcycles going to be grandfathered in? And if so, at what cost? What cost is that fuel going to be? Are we mm-hmm. going to be port forty nine dollars a gallon? Well, you say that's crazy. Well, you've seen other things go on in the world that you thought never would.
0: Right, and and I think it's what's going to happen is is it's not so much it's actual gas that's going to be expensive. It's going to be the tax that they put on it yep. that. It's like if you're gonna ride, we're gonna tax you. You know, even when you go to license, your license, your bike, it's gonna cost you money.
2: Your to, insurance to
0: own it, and that's what they're gonna get you. And they're gonna they're gonna make you well. If you want, you're gonna pay for it one way or the other. And yeah, it's it's sad to think that, but I'm sure something like that is probably gonna happen sooner or later. Hopefully they're working on later. it. Yeah. yeah, it's.
2: But even if it's way later, Travis, it's still gonna. We got grandkids.
0: that's right. Wow, you know. Yeah.
2: You don't. Well, no. I do. (laughs) Oh, I can't, remember? (laughs)
0: Yeah, Rob, do you? No. No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But even still, you know, can you imagine telling your grandkids that we didn't do anything? Um, And, yeah, you can look at Grandpa's beautiful pan sitting in the garage, but that's all you can do. You can never ride it, even though it's mechanically sound to ride. Mm -hmm. That would be just the worst scenario that we could imagine. So we need to be prepared, be educated, and say, wait a minute, we're still American citizens. We still have a voice. Mm -hmm. So let's try and see what we can do with our voices.
0: Yeah. And I think, too, again, if, you know, all that in a nutshell, what your yearly membership goes towards and helps, I mean, it all goes to a great cause that these people are standing up and fighting and fighting and fighting for the rights that they believe that what they believe in and they know what's right. So instead of sitting off to the side, you know, complaining and arguing about it and doing nothing, pay 25 bucks, become a member of a great, uh, 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 with a bait and look what it goes to everything. It, it goes to a great cause that it's 25 bucks. It's, Kind yeah. of a no brainer. it mean, is. It, you get it a is. lot for your dollar, actually if you think about it for that It's 25 behind bucks. the scenes yeah. a lot
2: of times. I mean it's not like you're gonna reach out and tangibly touch every benefit. But, but in, a so mu- in a big picture yeah, you in are in the background. Absolutely. Yeah, in absolutely. a big picture. Yeah. You know, the the yeah. legislation we uh we're watching this year quite quite a bit mm-hmm. because it's it just seemed like they would vote yes on things that were recommended no's and they'd vote no on things that were recommended yes it's like man it's an upside down world up there Mm. you know i don't know if they got different water or what the world (laughs) is going on but you know you have to pay attention to those types of things even there was a, a talk about the the bees, we always have problems with the bees on the highways. Right. And as motorcyclists, we don't have that much protection. Mm-hmm. So, and as as we get older, many folks become allergic to them. So it is a detriment, actually, to motorcyclists. Well, just a simple little thing about moving the bee operaries further off the road. Yes, they still can get to them. But just a little bit further off the road would give us a little bit more buffer zone again with those bees but in this conversation about bees it came up that a gentleman said well if them darn bikers would just wear helmets they'd be protected from those bees seriously (laughs) that has nothing to do with the bees and the amperaries i'm quite certain you know We don't need honey to get our helmets on, you know. (laughs) But the the funny thing on it is, unfortunately, how many times have you rode and had a bee go in your jacket? Oh, yeah. Those bees have no concern of what you're wearing for protective gear or not. Mm -mm. And unfortunately, we had a gentleman that did have a crash. He was fully geared, helmet and all. The bee went in his helmet. Oh. And as a result, he was obviously distracted and had a crash. Well, so that is not the answer. It's not saving grace. You know, as they they always say, you can't fix stupid. Right. Well, if you're going to be dumb, you're going to pay the price. Right. But if you're responsible and you're paying attention and if you are uh, prone to having Issues with bee stings, well, then carry an EpiPen. And right. how many people do on a ride? Probably about 50%, just because if mm-hmm. they're not, they're prepared just in case something were to happen. Right. So, you know, it's, we are trying our best to be responsible. And then we have the good doers out there that says, well, we need to be, make them a little more safer. Well, you know, there's not enough pillows and duct tape in the world to, protect all of us yeah
0: and and you know it brings me to another thing when you say that um when when you see people on motorcycles with shorts oh I rode motorcycle (laughs) once with shorts and I I I found a bee never wore shorts after that I'm telling you it was a game changer so when you said that like the first thing popped in my mind I'm like yeah. yeah, it was almost like a case of, like, the movie The Millers when that kid yeah. got stung with that spider. Like, it was insane. And so you just know, like, what a bee sting can do all around. But, yeah, it's...
2: You know, it's it's common sense. Yeah. I thought I'd be cool, too. And, you know, we were only riding down to General Sibley, so and it was hot. So mm-hmm. I thought, oh, yeah, whatever, I'll just wear my shorts. <laughs> I got down to General Sibley. And uh, the boys were still living at home then, so we had each of the boys on, on back of Frosty's bike and my bike. And uh, I uh, looked at the boys, and they said, well, that was really a dumb move. <laughs> and uh, I got, told them, I said, you find one of your buddies here that has a car, go home, get me some pants. <laughs> I am not riding home without them because, yeah. man, just even the heat oh, that yeah. comes oh, off yeah. of those motors— yeah. You you're already a hot day mm-hmm. and now you're sitting there uh, scorching your leg you think that doesn't distract you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I think we've all that ride bike I think we all have scar wounds to show either hot oh. exhaust oh, or yeah. something. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's inevitable.
2: It it happens. Yeah.
0: So oh. I got to kind of tell a story here. Uh oh. <laughs> So and I've I've mentioned this a few times since our first podcast with uh, um, Lonnie that we actually tried I think to get you and then obviously it was uh, I redirected to Lonnie yeah. and so I met you Janet about I I believe I think it was about 20, 21 years ago I remember you come in uh, you were talking to us uh, or talking to me about um, just help not push, but just direct for the abate, um, hand out literature to do what we can. You were just introducing yourself, mm-hmm. being friendly, you know, that you are. And at the time, and and it's it's crazy, but when you, when you first start a business, it just seems like you get over flocked with, Every sales rep from every (laughs) radio, TV, like they want your business, every bank. And like, it's just, gets overwhelming. And at the first thing is I'm like, God, another one of you, like, it just like, whatever. And I took your stuff and I set it off to the side. I'm Uh like, just another typical salesperson. And I think it was like a couple months. You stopped back in just to see, uh, you know, we were handing out brochures and stuff and I, I do believe, I apologize, but I think I lied and said, yeah, I think we handed them out, but I think I just... Oh, yeah, no, I, you tossed them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I know did. you. So then I think it was the following year you came back again, and, and I'm like, God, what is with this person? Like, she's <laughs> so insistent. She's so annoying. you know? <laughs> but I, I'm like, I'll give her a shot because you always came in. You were you were never pushy, but you were so friendly. I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hear her out. So I'm like, whatever, I'll... I'll do it. I'll help out. I'll do the thing. Um get hand out the the brochures and the, I think you had like registration little yep. cards or something that you could fill out. And then I believe I think it was maybe that year or the year after you you were like we should you know take a course, take a course. Yeah, I don't know. Um I've been riding bike for years. I don't need no stinking course, <laughs> yeah, you know. You do. And, and and I did. I I boycotted uh, it and now finally I'm like, you know what? Just I, I think out of respect and you know, I think it just like one day I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna yeah. take the abate class and, and go through it and and so I did. I I joined up and I took the beginners class and not the advanced to start class and yeah. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> so I showed up, we did the whole introduction stuff and you gotta remember like this was a few years ago and We get out and we get the bikes and for some, I don't know if you were actually, I think you were helping. It was on a Saturday because I don't think you were really teaching them. No, I don't teach, but but a lot of times I'm there working. Yep. So you were, you were out on the, on the course and we were sitting there and we were doing the whole rocking thing and I'm being a jerk and being sarcastic and I'm like making noises and kind of making fun of the whole deal. And I remember I looked over and you had your hands on your hip and you're you you kind of like gave me that look and I was like Damn. Like, yeah, I'm like, Well, whatever. So I'm still goofing off and I'm over here like we're you know, it's like you're supposed to be serious, but I'm yeah. thinking, like, I've been riding for a year like this yeah, is childhood. Yeah, you know it all. Yeah. So I'm like, this is no big deal. So I'm over there like do to do and I'm rocking the thing, it's a little two fifty and I'm just like being a jerk. And I look over and the look on your face and you shook your finger at me and you told me, <laughs> knock it off. That was a game changer for me. I'm like, <laughs> I see her, like the look on her face and, and the only thing I could picture was, was like, what happened to the Janet that came in with the lovely smile and so nice <laughs> and the look on your face and you shook your finger at me, I'm like don't cross that line. Yeah. yeah. You, I think no. you're not on her turf. Yeah. No. It's like, you're messing with the wrong dog on the porch here, it- mister. <laughs> and that I realized like, I better, it was like, you know, there's certain people that you can mess around with. And there's people like when you make upset, like, you know, you're, it's like when you're, when you get in trouble at school and you, and you know, like when your parents going to come home and you know, like this lashing's going to come out and you're in so much trouble. Like, that's how I felt. Like, <laughs> and and i'm like hey,
2: straightened you out didn't you yeah and, and then you got your head out of your proverbial behind
0: <laughs> yep yeah. and, and
2: then you learned something
0: i did and i took the, <laughs> it so i'm like all right this is for real like this yeah. is no joke and and i took the course with seriousness <laughs> instead of just jerking off just like yeah. messing around yeah. and uh wow it's it's like i think I respected you even more. We well, actually became you. good friends. Yeah. We ended up doing a lot of stuff together. We've done some Jack Daniels things together. Yeah. I've always helped you, you know, I've been involved with the debate and everything else. But I think there was a reason for that. Cause I feel like if you probably would have never done nothing at that point, just let me be that guy. And just like ignored me, we probably wouldn't have had the relationship that yeah. we do. And uh, so I have to say like, it's almost like thanks for shaking your finger at me because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It made us become friends, but yeah. I'll 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 never forget that story. Like
2: uh, that's was, embedded
0: into my head for life.
2: I was like, knock it off. <laughs> You're a good guy. Quit acting uh, like a royal poop.
0: Yeah, you know? When that finger just, came out I'm like, whoa, I crossed knock the line. It
2: off. <laughs> well and then I remember coming into your shop and you guys I mean, good gosh, to see young men working so hard. And having a vision. And I was so incredibly proud. I mean, you could have been my kid and I couldn't have been more proud because it was just the coolest thing in the world. And when I visit with uh, businesses, it's not about coming in and being a salesperson. I'm not that, that's not it. No, It is a partnership and it's a mutual respect. It is the fact that, Listen, man, what you're doing so super cool, and how can I help you mm-hmm. with my connections? And right. that's we had how many conversations at oh, the yeah. first shop, you know? How the heck can I help you? Where can I uh, steer you? How how can I get you? Can I help you get in Donnie Smith's show? Mm-hmm. Can I help you get here? That's what the relationship is, yep. and I want nothing with that sales. I mean, that sales uh, type attitude, that's not the way it rolls. Um, yep. I get nothing out of it. And I'm kind of self-serving. I want something out of it, too. Right. I want my friendship. Yep. I, I want to be able to walk in and say, hey, man, how you doing, Trev? Mm-hmm. I got this. And instead of you looking at me going, oh, crap, here she <laughs> is again. Right. I want you to go, hey, cool, nice to see you. Yep. You know, That is... Where we're missing things in life is mm-hmm. that we forget along the way. It's not always just business. Right. It's about relationships, mm-hmm. respect, and business comes when you have those two th- items together. Right. And we had a lot of good times. Right. And I gave you my opinion probably more oh, yeah. than you wanted. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And and I do remember, too, but. like after, you know, when, when that incident positive incident happened <laughs> I, I I do I recall like I I came to you for marketing ideas yep. I mean, I was I was pretty you know new at all this stuff and the friendship that we we occurred like you helped me you asked me questions I came to you and it wasn't even stuff about the abate or the motorcycle part of it but it was just marketing and advertising and everything I I came to you yeah. for your advice and it it was like you. I'm
2: happy to give it to you. Yeah, so if
0: anybody because we
2: have that friendship relationship.
0: Yeah, and you know. and like I said, it's I've cherished it ever since. So if anybody knows Janet Frost, like she's one like you will never forget. She's a she's oh, a great you. friend.
2: Yeah. So I'm, that's so nice. Remember when we <laughs> did the parade,
0: the, the
2: Fourth of July oh. parade, and we're staging area, and I got you all uh, that photo. I looked for that photo. Yeah. You're such badasses on those custom bikes, man. They had a look that should have been centerfold. It was, it was, I got to find that photo.
0: I remember that. It's
2: so cool.
0: And, and that brings me to another one. I remember doing that about halfway through the parade. It was so hot that oh, day. God, yeah. And we were actually riding our, those customs that yeah. we had. And those things were so hot. Yeah, and they started pinging and knocking, and and finally, I think halfway through, we ended up ditching the parade because we had to cool these things down and get off them because they were so hot. But I remember sitting on that bike just sweating, yeah, from the heat and not moving. It I think mean, your bandana no. yeah, you could have took
2: off and just wrung it out because I, it was like, dude, yeah. you are you are melting. <laughs> I,
0: I think I believe I even had frosted tips back then. And yeah, I,
2: you were styling. Oh my god, <laughs> such a little styling.
0: Uh, <laughs> the good old days i know
2: yeah it was good
0: one quick thing for the minokin run is there is there a website or something that real quick we can just shout out that sure. people can it just verify the the date and stuff
2: abate Indy. okay just go right com. on abate yep okay, just go to check abate. it out okay. and then check the abate facebook uh the other thing too you know with the motorcycle classes they are currently like may is full Mm -hmm. but we do train seven days a week and i try to get lonnie to give me the uh, schedule a little a couple days ahead of time so i can post on facebook that hey we're going to be loading some more classes so the other cool thing is it if you like us on facebook not only will you get updated uh postings for the motorcycle classes but you'll get Updated information regarding what is going on with the motorcycle rights, motorcycle safety, and of course all the fun aspects such mm. as Monokan Grove. Okay, you know, and I do retire next year. Oof, I know. Are you
0: ready for that? I am I think ready. You are. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready, ready. I think, I think. but I've
2: got one more Jack event I'm going to do in April, and then I'm then I'm done. But it's oh. it's such a great fundraiser for our organization right. that you know. Besides that, again. I, I prefer it, so I might as well have one last hurrah. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, that's the yeah. way to do it. Yeah.
0: That's the way to do it. Well, again, thanks, Janet. Um, uh, and again, if you have any comments or, or questions or anything on today's show or upcoming, uh, please feel free to uh, comment. Check us out, dakotacustoms.com, uh, Facebook, and website. Until our next episode, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. see Thank you guys. You.
2: Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Unriveted Radio.
1: Also available on demand with the Supertalk 1270 mobile app. Download in the App Store or Google Play today. Unriveted Radio. Presented by Dakota Customs.
0: A full-service custom garage on the Strip and Mandan.